This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. The tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and it's our final game better match this week, which has been a crazy week. We're back in 2023 with five podcasts. I'm delighted to say, join me for the third time this week is uh, at because we win senior ATP handicapper. It's Sean Calvert. Sean, how are you, my I'm friend? Like- I'm supposed to have a couple of days. You're right. Lagan's gone back to school. So, yeah, was- you look a lot more refreshed. You look, you look, you look very, very much happier today. I've had a bit of yeah, I've had a bit of a bit of downtime today. I haven't had uh, I've not had a child pestering me twenty four hours, so it's uh, yeah, it's a bit more relaxing today, mate. Thanks. Yeah, I've, as I've told you many times uh, when we've been out socially on this show as well, you're going to regret that. My my daughter's twenty one; she never calls. My son's eighteen. That's he's the not, dream. He, all he ever wants to do is ring me up for money. You're going to regret these moments. So take, make I, the most of it. I am trying. Well, I, I don't have any other choice but to make the most of it because it's you know it's it's constant. But um, yeah, school is 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 a godsend, definitely. Well, Lagan's back at school, which means Sean Campbell has been working very hard in the winters. Even when even when his seven year old lad was was around him, he still found ways to find winners for us. I mean, it's great just harder start. when you've got. It's just harder when you get interrupted. That's all. But um, yeah, I've, no no excuse today. I've been I've been beavering away solidly at the numbers all day today. Well, we've we've come through the first five days of the tennis season. We're plus four point nine three units here on the the ATP Tour show, and okay. we've got Yannick Sinner going for us, looking very well in the bottom half of the draw in Adelaide. Um, yeah. What have you made of the tournament, Adelaide, so far? I mean, the, some of the tips you've given here have been fantastic. I I haven't even thrown one in yet to the mix i've i've, I've two i did give two it's early days but uh I, I feel like he's a one-man band at the moment so i feel like i need to see, need to contribute in some way this is why i'm the senior you see and you're you're you know uh, i think there's a line interference there <laughs> i think we're losing connection with sean uh we're losing connection uh no uh, how, how how have you found the tournament i mean this tournament you, uh, you know it, the form you look at the players left in the tournament they're all the best players in the mm. world the most the players we would expect to be in the quarterfinals but is anyone yeah. who's come through in the opening few days that you thought you know what he's looking he's looking quite good and a little 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 tick next to the name for the for the australian open in a few weeks time uh i must admit i haven't thought thought that far ahead for the australian open i mean this adelaide it's, it's very early stage of the season isn't it you know we've seen Djokovic struggling in a couple of tie breaks to put away uh, Quentin Hallis, uh, Medvedev's been up and down. They, they're not going to hit form yet. These players. This is just the first week, isn't it? They're just they're just trying to get some matches, trying to get that match rhythm, trying to feel good, trying to feel the ball off the strings well. Um, so I don't think we can really take too much from from the first week. But as far as the tournament's concerned, it was um, it's, it's, it's statistically it's gone more or less uh, as it did in previous years. You know, eighty three percent holds of serve so far this year, and. Um, 74% first serve points one. So it's, it's, it's again, one of the very quickest tournaments of the year so far. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, all the players that you know we expected to come through have come through, apart from obviously my tip, Felix Auger, Alias Seam. Uh, the one takeout <laughs> for me, I did mention before, I think I, I think Sebastian Corder looks good again, but I know it's always a bit too early and we've, we've gone down that corner. Let's hope he doesn't look that good. Well, we're going to come on to that, but uh, we'll talk about positions that we are. Now, a lot of people are going to be watching his show and have, have, have nice uh, betting voucher, a betting coupon on mm. uh, Yannick Sinner. And uh, here, let's have a look at the outright now in Adelaide. These are the outright markets for the Adelaide Championship. And uh, we obviously, uh, uh, Novak Djokovic is a, is a very warm favourite, minus 167. Daniel Medvedev is plus $3. But there is our man there, Yannick Sinner, at $6. Sebastian Corder is 12 uh, Canon Kachinov is 12 Denis Shapovalov is 16 Nishiokaya. Uh, Nishiokia? Nokia? Oh, <laughs> 25 And Popperin, the man. Nishioka and, and Alex, Alexei Popperin, the man who beat Felix Orchalisim, is 28. So our yeah. pick is Yannick Sinner. Now, there's going to be a lot of people here sitting here with um, with with nice betting vouchers each way. Got to win two more match- matches and he's into the final. Um, from your perspective, do you think now we should hold it? Do you think there is, is there any is there any stage in your mind where you like to consider hedging your bet? A lot of people like to hedge a bet, and if someone's new to this mm. on the Game Better Match podcast, hedging a bet is where you can bet the opponent or or make a, a situation where you can profit even if the player wins or doesn't win. Now we've beaten the book by half the odds. Um, what's your thought process now coming in because this is going to be the last one of the week now say Yannick Sinner does win and gets to the semi-final just just tell betters how you would approach the last few days of the Adelaide one tournament I think we have to stick with Sinner um it, it kind of depends hedging obviously depends on the, if you've got a big price in the first place then I'd perhaps be tempted to to maybe hedge it a little bit but um you know, it wasn't a massive price in the first instance. It was about fourteen to one, wasn't he? So well, it's not a massive um, price for you, Sean. But not not many people bet fourteen to one shots <laughs> every every day of the week like you do, my friend. That's not big for me, no. Okay. Um, I think if you're confident about Sinner, as I, as I was reasonably confident at the start, I think you still have to be confident now because he's he's going to be favourite. Well, he is favourite against Corder, and he'll be favourite should he beat Corder. He'll be favourite for the for the match after that against either Nishioka or or Popperin. So, you know, I think we have to stick with him as, at the moment. Now, say. Now, obviously, this is the last podcast of the week. Now, mm. let's hope Yannick Sinner gets to the final. And if he plays a Djokovic or a Medvedev, we have to like hypothetically think that may come through a, a difficult match. What would be your strategy in the final? Would you stick with the bet, or obviously, depend it's price dependent? But um, yeah, would, would you would you consider anybody who's got a voucher now at fourteens? Uh, would would you would you recommend uh, hedging in the final, or, or should we just go with it? We've got the place money, we've got the each way money. Just just let it ride. Yeah, I'd probably let it ride. I know a lot of people probably wouldn't, but um, we, we know that Sinner can can uh, roll with the best. You know, he was two sets up against Djokovic in at Wimbledon. Uh, um, you know, he's played the top guys really rough. He's got the ability to do it. Uh, it's the first week of the season. It's not like the, the Djokovic's and the Medvedevs are are in full swing. You know, it's early days for them as well. Um, the only time I would perhaps consider hedging would be if Sinner maybe led by a set or a set and a break and he was odds on. Then I'd probably consider hedging if it was against someone like a Djokovic, but not not until that point, no. Yeah, so obviously in play, if uh, Sinner go, races into a yeah. lead and maybe look at something like that, you know, obviously Bet Rivers have the in-play markets all the way through the final. Uh, it's just a mm. question that I get asked so many times. People DM It's just personal choice, isn't it? It's just how you feel I think about I think hedging is all to do with your financial state. I think if, if you know, if, if you... Um, 
if you need some money or you need a, a position, uh, you, you actually need the money. I think I think you should you should take the position. I think you should value where you are. Uh, but I also think that every time you hedge a position, it has to be value. There is no yeah, you're point hedging a value if you hedge off. There, there has to be if you make Yannick Sinner. Uh, in the final, say you play Djokovic and you make Yannick Sinner a two to one shot, and you can bet him at three to one. Then you, you, you then there's no value in hedging, you know, or, mm. or vice versa. If you make Novak Djokovic a, a, a one to three or minus three hundred shot, and you can bet him at two dollars, then there's a there's a point of hedging. So it's all price dependent for me, and it's also to do yeah. with your your bankroll. If your bankroll is small and your bankroll is quite marginalised, then I think you should hedge. But I think if you if you can if you can afford to let it roll, then let it roll and enjoy enjoy the match. Okay, before we get we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We're, we're planning we what bit, we're yeah. we're planning what's going to happen <laughs> in the, into the into the final. We haven't even got past the quarterfinal. Let's look at the quarterfinals. There's four matches in the quarterfinals in Adelaide, and these yeah. are the four matches. And here we go. So we have uh, Daniel, Daniel Medvedev, a uh, very heavy favourite, minus 385 against Kalin Kachanov at plus 290. I think that, that price Kachanov is quite tempting for me. Yeah. Nishioka minus, yeah, yeah. minus 167 against Popperin plus 133. Our man Yannick Sinner minus 215 against Sebastian Corner plus 170. And Novak Djokovic, a very, very heavy favourite, minus 670 against Denis Shapovalov at plus 480. Let's start with the all-Russian affair. Medvedev mm-hmm. against Kachanov. A lot of these two players haven't played a lot towards the end of the year because of the issues that are going on with the Ukraine, uh, an all-Russian affair. Um, my, my, I think Medvedev here at minus 385, and what I've seen in the in the first few days, looks n- no value at all. I think there's got to be some value opposing yeah. Medvedev at minus 385. There's a case to be made for it, certainly. I mean, these two, they're obviously very familiar with each other's game, having played with each other in Davis Cup and ATP Cup and all these events. Um, over the years. They have not actually faced each other since 2019. I think it was in the semis of Montreal um, on uh, outdoor hardcore. And at that day, um, Medvedev was a 1.58 chance. And now he's less than half that. I mean, I know it was two or three years ago and and things have changed, but Shano's been playing great this week. Um, Both guys have actually held serve 94% of the time so far this week. And Shano's looked good as, as he occasionally does. When you get very quick conditions, we, we saw it in, in the Olympics in Tokyo as well when he came absolutely in no form really at all and got to the final there uh, on a quick court. He can be he can be really effective um, in in fast conditions, Kishanov, and um, I just think that's I just think that's asking a lot of Medvedev to cover. Mm. Was he one point two one point two eight or something like that? Yeah, I mean, it, it just if, if obviously there's a huge amount of uh, American. Uh, watchers here, viewers watching the show, it's 158 is minus 185. So when they last played, Daniel Medvedev was minus 185, and today you've got mm. to pay minus $3.85. So that's a big, big shift. And obviously, Kachanov, I, I feel this this week, I mean, I thought it was, I went over the over games in the Jack Draper game. I never had to look him. Kachanov was hit winners for fun. Uh, definitely the games here tempt me and Kachanov on the handicap. Not quite sure mentally whether we can beat Medvedev if he gets to a tight game. That's but, the uh, question, isn't it? That I is mean, the question. Yeah, I, mean, I just think that I think it's it, it could be worth taking. If, if I was having a bet in this match, I would definitely be looking either Kashanov on the handicap, handicap, maybe tie break played, maybe first set tie break, something like that. Because you know, if he's serving well and hitting the ball well, Kashanov holding ninety four percent of the time and against decent opposition as well. Um, certainly in his last match, anyway, against Draper. 
I just think that's very short. The, the, just the general feel of that price to me, it just doesn't feel. It, it doesn't inspire any any uh, even favourite betters would be looking at minus three eighty five and thinking that's not for me. Anishioka at minus one sixty seven, Popper in at plus one thirty three. Uh, yeah, Popper in. With... You know, it's, it's got quite a fast call. I think with this one, the thing that the stat that I've looked in this is the stats. The thing that stands out for me here is Popperin's got a very poor record against left-handers. He's lost eight of his last nine against left-handers at main level. Um, and if you look at his career as a whole, um, that's at every level, as in every senior level challenges and what have you. He's won 53% of his matches against right-handers and only 37% against left-handers. So there's clearly a bit of a weakness there as far as, as Popperin's concerned against lefties. The form would suggest Nishioka anyway. Um, looking at their hard court numbers over the past 12 months, uh, Nishioka is um, 5% better, I think, it's overall. Nishioka, Nishioka stronger on return, Popirin stronger on serve, but Nishioka, very underrated player. But I think the layers are starting to get onto him now because we, we had him a good price last year, didn't we, to win mm. um, in South Korea. Um, he's a very crafty player, very quick player. Um, tough to tough to beat. You, you, know, you can't put him away easily. And Popirin, uh, he's played great this week so far, um, but I think the prices are about right. Yeah, Sinner, obviously our man, and we're desperate to get him through against Corder, who I he's the takeout player for me this week. Um, I'm not overly concerned about the game because I'm actually with you. I've bet Sinner you know, on your advice. I haven't bet Corder. I'm not overly concerned, mm. but uh, I certainly wouldn't bet him at the... Uh, at the low price odds to win this game, that's for sure. Yeah, I've just looked at the stats over the last 12 months on outdoor hard courts at main level. Um, Sinner's 2.5% better on serve, and on return, it's dead level. So there really isn't much in it. The, the, their previous one meeting was was played in similarly quick conditions, Washington, D.C., uh, 2021, the year that Sinner won the title, actually. So maybe that's a good omen. He won, he won. He beat Corder seven six seven six. Went on to win the title. Maybe he'll do the same this week. Who knows? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, but I mean, the, the other stat that stands out here. I've, I've said that the numbers are very similar in terms of their service points one, return points one, etc. But Sinner actually won seventy seven percent of his matches on at main level on hard court last year, compared to Corder sixty three percent. And there is still that concern with me with Corder right, in, in big matches. He's He's yet to really inspire against against the top guys. He's won three of his 11 against top 10 players so far. I know Sinner's not technically in the top 10 at the moment, but I think most people would agree he's a top 10 level player. Um, so I think Corder's still got a little bit to do against against the top guys. I think Sinner may be just a, a squeak short at the price that he is, but not massively so. I think Sinner, it's a match that, match that Sinner should win, but I think it'll be a very competitive one. Very competitive indeed. And if you uh, check out Game Better Match on the Betting Weekly podcast on whatever podcast provider you 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 subscribe to, you will see that myself and uh, James Blake, uh, the former world number four tennis player, spoke in depth about players to follow in 2023. And he was very, very keen on the chance of Yannick Sinner to win a major uh, this year. So hopefully um, uh, he comes true. He got most of it right last year, didn't he? Yeah, and and hopefully and hopefully he starts by winning the Adelaide. Uh, the final game, uh, Novak Djokovic. Let's let's go back and look at that screen again on these yeah. odds. Novak Djokovic is a very 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 heavy favourite against Denis uh, Shapovalov. That's the wrong mm. one. I've got, I put the wrong one up again. I'm, I'm going to get I'm going to get the best. I didn't the, see by, it. Sorry, I was looking uh, at my sorry, notes. by the by the end of <laughs> um, by the end of the tennis season. I will uh, I will have this now. Can you see Can you see anything there? 
No, no black screen. I I don't know. Anyway, let's uh, let's stop sharing. Let's talk about that. But um, we have Novak Djokovic is a very very heavy favourite up against mm. Denis Shapovalov. Now we've spoke about Shapovalov before being a player mm. that has the potential to win it, but his serve just goes in and out. His uh, his head shake goes crazy, but he starts fast. He starts like a, he, he's in the the final set of a of, of a major every single game he starts, but then his sort of level drop. I know you've got a pick on this, and it's not on the mm. outrun market, but what do you like, Sean? I think I, I do like the idea of, of this the first set being close and long and competitive between these two. I mean, if you look at the bear head-to-head, it's 7-0 to Djokovic. And a lot of people would just look at that and go, oh, well, he's, he's obviously going to win it. It's, it's obviously going to be 8-0, no problem. Um, but the last three have been pretty competitive. The last six sets they've played between, they've all gone to either 7-5 or 7-6. And they were those matches were played on grass, and hard courts. Um, so I, th- I think there's there's certainly a possibility for Shapovalov. You, you never really know with Shapo. A lot depends on how he's serving. He, he served pretty well against Safulan. In the previous round, he didn't serve particularly well against, against Hijikata. Um, it just depends. If, if he's on that, if he's on a good day with his service motion, the, the rest of his game tends to follow. It is, it is as I've said before, rather feast or famine with Shapovalov. But looking at, into the stats a little bit deeper of those last three matches... Um, Shapovalov's actually won more first serve points in terms of percentages than Djokovic has. He's won 80% of his first serve points compared to Djokovic's 77. So it does very much depend on Shapovalov having a decent serving day. Um, but if he does have a good serving day, then he's he's shown in the past three matches against Djokovic he's more than capable of, of at least testing him and certainly at least testing him early on. Um, the other interesting stat from from those three matches that they played recently is is Djokovic has saved eighty three percent of the break points against him, which perhaps doesn't come as, as a surprise when you consider that the mental strength of Djokovic compared to what I would see as a fragility in that department when it comes to Denis Shapovalov. Um, so the key the key difference actually has been has been Djokovic being far superior from the back of the court in the neutral rallies. He's won 60% of his second serve points compared to Shapovalov's 44%. So if Shapovalov does have a chance in this, I think it's early and I think it's getting off to a fast start and, and getting that serve working. And he can that can take him far, but probably not far enough as far as he's concerned. So I've taken 7-6 uh, Djokovic in uh, set one in this particular one. And that is a very nice price with uh, Bet Rivers, isn't it? If I could find out what it was, yeah, it's um, it's a seven point five in, in decimal. Yeah, plus I think it's plus six fifty, plus six fifty. Yeah, which is which is the uh, by some way the the the, the, the best price in the world or in the betting market. So Novak Djokovic to win the first set seven uh, six against Denis Shapovalov. At plus the other thing to consider, sorry mate, the, no, the other fine, thing to con- the other thing to consider is that this is a night match. Um, you could say you could argue it might be a little bit slower at night. That's that's a valid point, but most of the players tend to find it a little bit of a struggle coming from a, a day match, which Djokovic is and and Shapovalov is, to a night match, and that that also might take Djokovic a little bit of time to get used to. So there are plus and minuses for it being a night match, but um, I'm happy to take a chance at that price. I think it's it's pretty decent. It's, if Shapo, it's all about Shapovalov's serve. If he, if he gets off to a decent start, doesn't start double faulting, then there's a reasonable chance of that bet coming in. He does start fast. I mean, I said it in the intro there when we were talking about the game. The amount of times I've seen him play a game where he's 100 miles an hour in the first set 
pumping every point. And then he's all, all sudden, raw, he, raw, nervous energy, isn't he? Yes. It? And then when he loses the first set, seven, six, or he loses the set, and it's, he, he plays brilliant. Some fantastic winners. You think this kid's absolutely incredible. He should be like, he's going to be the top 10. He's going to be top five. He's going to be a major winner. And in the second set, me and you can beat him over the park. He's, just, he's that kind of player. That's what he's it like, is, though, isn't he? It's, it's it is. exactly it's, like that. It is feast or famine with him. It's, he's great to watch when he's playing well, but you never know how long it's going to last. Well, that, that service motion does lend itself to to mistakes when the pressure's on. Similar to, similar to Zverev. He's got a similar service motion with that really high ball tossing. You know, yourself when you're under pressure, whenever I've played tennis, obviously not at this level, it's the ball toss that goes. And his is, it doesn't look great at all. And it does, it does produce a lot of double faults. Mm. So, just the one pick for us uh, for tomorrow's quarterfinals in Adelaide. And these games are going to be played early hours, uh, late afternoon, late evening in the US and go through the evening. And we're going to go for the first set to be a tie break and a tie break win for Novak Djokovic at plus 650 with Bet Rivers. So, 7 6, first set, Novak Djokovic, Denis Sefavalov at plus 650, which is by far, you can shop around, you can look at all anyone you want to look at, but you're going to head straight back to Bet Rivers because it is the best price available in the marketplace. Now, we go into the second tournament this week. It's the tournament in Pune in India. Uh, unfortunately, our pick got beat in the quarterfinals, so we haven't got him through. Uh, these oh. graphics were done just before that I watched game. Watched that he, earlier. Yeah, he didn't play very well, did he? It wasn't. He yeah, didn't, Bonzi. but he still he still could have won the first set, couldn't he? Bonzi failed to serve it out, and then he had he was three 0 up in the tiebreak. Krajinovic, and then he was 5-4 up with two two balls to come in his hand, and he lost on both. Yeah, but if it won that tiebreak, it it would could have been a different story. But yeah, you're right, he didn't he didn't play it, particularly it, well. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, don't take nothing away. I, Bonzi's, you know, you, you picked him. Um, a couple of days ago, yeah, against Rizavara, yeah, Rizavara. I mean, he, he yeah, he's a good player. Be, he, yeah. he could be a player to watch. You know, uh, he could be one to have on your side at plus money against some of these seeded opponents in, the, in, in this season, especially in the early part of the season. He gets that serve going, looking conditions, yeah, conditions look good. Uh, we haven't got the odds on that, but I will mention them as we go on the graphic. But the first graphic we have is obviously okay. Aslan Karatsev against Halon Grigspor. Um, you did yeah. actually mention Karatsev as a potential um, person to to have a look at in this tournament. And they're the prices. Karatsev yeah. is minus 157. Grixpor is plus 125. They've met four times previously. Uh, it's two wins apiece. Uh, and they're pretty much shared. You know, one one win uh, each on a, on a hard court, one win each on a clay court. Uh, and the last win was for Karatsev, where Grixpor retired in 2022. But prior to that, it was a win in Rotterdam. Um Anything you like on there? Anything you you you, you want to mention? Any stat you've taken or from their previous encounters that you think we need to to look at? Yeah, I mean both both guys have held serve an awful lot this week. Um, I think I mentioned at the start of the the start of the week that Pune was a bit of an anomaly in the sense that it it had an awful lot of tiebreaks, by far the highest tiebreak ratio on the tour, and, and but it didn't seem to be particularly quick, and I think that's kind of leveled itself out a bit this year because there's only been I think four four matches of featured tiebreak so far in Pune so it has leveled itself out so I, I don't think it's particularly quick it's 80% holds which is sort of medium quick um, so far this tournament 72% first serve points one which is again sort of medium quick um, but Karatsev's held serve 96.5% of the time so far uh, and Greek born 95.2% they have not been playing the strongest opposition. The mainly clay quarters. Griegsbor, I think, has played Czechinato, and um, who was he the one who played? 
Uh, oh, he had, well, he had a walkover against Chilich, didn't he? Um, so he's he's had a pretty decent route to get here. Um, as 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 Karatsev, he he should have beaten Van Rijthoven a little bit uh, easier than he did. He sort of messed that up a bit towards the end. But they both held serve, as I said, 95, 96% of the time. So you could you could perhaps argue that a tie break is is quite a possibility there. Um, looking at their overall stats, uh, it's actually Karatsev who's better on return of serve or has been uh, on hot outdoor hard courts over the past year. Uh, Greek Spore stronger on serve, but he doesn't he doesn't break enough for me. Greek Spore. He needs to do a bit more on return. I think again, I think the prices are about right. Um, it looks to me. I, I I personally would have priced Karatsev up around about one point seven. So maybe slightly too short on Karatsev as he is at the moment. The price you've just shown there. Um, it's not it's not one that really tempts me. We said at the start of the week, didn't we, that Karatsev and Basilashvili are probably the two main ones that are likely to to trouble Chilich. Um, as it turned out, Chilich got injured in the warm-up before his match today and had to withdraw. But no no real surprise that Karatsev's come through and not a massive surprise that Greek sports come through. But it, it's not it's not a bet that screams out to me to bet on. It's actually Greek sports' first main level semi-final. So he's probably going to be a little bit nervous as well. But it's not it's not one I really want to bet on, to be honest. Okay, no bet for you there. But the other um, semi-final, it shows uh, van der Sandrup, who... You have a go at me about my pronunciation. I've sent you a, a, a I haven't said a word message. Well, not today. <laughs> I've been working hard today. I, I, I pronounce I, I pronounce all the all the players that I actually know I can, all the difficult ones I've left to you. But okay. uh, go on then. This should be good. Go on. And the Sandship is that not not pronounced that way? I sent you a little tweet earlier. You should see it from a, from a Dutch guy, isn't it? Something like Botic van der Zanschlup or something. No, you listen to this guy. Nothing what like is it? that. Oh, I'm what not going to say. I'm not going to say. Look at the look at the experts. Don't listen to me. But uh, he, I think it's Sculp. Is it Bond Van der Zand Sculp rather than something like Schulp. that? Something like that. I, I think it's because we're pronouncing Schulp rather than Sculp. Yeah. I think I that's thinking, all it is. Listen, really. this man here knows about his pronunciations. Rather Just call him Botich. I think that's all you need to do. I, I, listen, it's BVDZ. Okay, <laughs> that's what I call him. Uh, this right. game here, though, is quite an interesting one because yeah, I think this is. Really interesting game. At, at the time of filming, they've just come off court. There's no uh, betting from Bet Rivers at the moment. But you'll check the website in the next couple of hours. They'll definitely be up there. Um, I would expect to see uh, uh, Van der Sandrup be the favourite here. But Bonds yeah. is playing really, really well. And I, I, I think that he could really test them. The head-to-head's 2-0 to Van der Sandrup. And uh, both of the matches have been quite tight. And the last time they met was in Winston-Salem. It was 7-6, 7-6. It's a really close match. I think yeah. I had Bonzi outright that week. I'm pretty sure I did, and he he, he lost seven six seven six, didn't he? Well, I'm I'm that's what that's where I'm looking at again. First set tiebreak, something like that in this game. That's what I'm trying to. But there's no lines Quite out yet. Possible. I mean, we can sort of give a bit of a guide. I mean, last time he was uh, Botic, we'll call him, um, was priced <laughs> up at. He was one point five five last time. He, that's what he was priced that's, up at again. Minus last match. What, minus one eighty five American odds. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a bit bigger this time. I wouldn't be surprised if he's slightly bigger. Um, there was only four points in that match, uh, as you would expect, 7-6, seven, 7-6. Six, seven, six. Um, it's, it's a tight one, isn't it? I mean, van der Zanskop, he's, 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 a, he's a difficult one to read. He always looks like it's a bit of a chore for him. I saw his match against Martra today. He, he, you know, he went through it pretty well. Martra was, you know, made far too many mistakes. But he's, he's had a strange preparation for this boat. He didn't bother coming, coming out to Dubai or, or, or anywhere warm. He was training indoors in Rotterdam. That's not Rotterdam, Amsterdam, sorry. 
in minus one degrees. Obviously indoor, a bit warmer than that. But he didn't he didn't do any acclimatization, which I found a little bit odd. And he's come straight from freezing cold temperatures in Amsterdam to India, which I imagine was a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a shock for him. Um, but yeah, I mean Bonzi. If we look at the stats of that last match, he won sixty percent of his second serve points in that match against only forty five percent for Botic. Um, Botic was about 5% better on first serve. So not a lot in it. As I said the other day, Bonzi's held about 84% of the time uh, of the time this year on, on outdoor hard. So he's got a very underrated serve. Um, I wouldn't put anybody off backing, backing Bonzi for this if he's a decent mm. price. I've not seen the lines yet, but I, I wouldn't be backing um, Van der Zandt's scalp at, uh, at odds on, I don't think. Well, definitely. I reckon, I reckon it'd probably be about plus 110, 110, 115 uh, Bonzi. But I, I think the first set will be very, very close. 7-6 either way over the games, uh, that kind of market. But obviously, like we say, they've only just come off the court about an hour ago. So we're waiting for the Bet Rivers uh, handicappers and odds compilers to put up the odds, which will be up in the next uh, hour or so. But I think both Another myself... stat on that. Sure. Sorry, mate. Another yeah. stat on that. Botic hit 15 aces in that match at Winston-Salem, um, which is quite a lot in two sets. Um so you could certainly argue that, that that was probably one of the main factors, if not the main factor, in him just edging it seven six seven six. If he doesn't get that many aces today, then and the fact that Bonzi's won sixty percent of his second serve points against um, the forty five percent of uh, a Botic would would certainly suggest that Bonzi's in with a decent chance of turning that around on a good day. Yeah, been uh, he's been brilliant this week. Um, very very impressive with. Uh... His performances to get through to the semi-finals where he plays the number two seed. Um, I think that's about it, mate. Um, we've got a big weekend. Looking forward to uh, we're seeing. It's hoping that Yannick Sinner can get through to the final and cash. We've had a great week so far, plus four ninety-three units on the week so far, and hopefully we can mm-hmm. add to that with a, a final performance from Yannick Sinner. Um, not only Sean has been on form. I mean, Roy Giovanni uh, on the WTA show on Game Better Match, which is out every single Monday. He gave us two picks. Uh, so it's a big weekend there as well. Sabalenka in in Adelaide at plus 550. She's currently a plus $3 uh, pick. And now she's into the quarterfinals. So she's we've done well there. And Leila Fernandez in Auckland. He was she was he advised her at eleven uh one thousand one hundred, so eleven hundred, and she's now plus two sixty. So it could be a monster first week on game bet match on the betting weekly podcast, uh with our outright picks. We could have three winners. Let's, let's keep our fingers crossed. One will do, but we could have three, it'd be brilliant. But um yeah, it's been a great, great start, and it's been great to watch the content and also the watch the, the viewing figures coming through. And we're into the top five now in both the US podcasts for tennis and the UK podcasts for tennis. So that is uh, an amazing achievement. Thank you for everybody for downloading. And please keep downloading for whatever what uh, podcast service provider you download through. And obviously follow us on YouTube at our uh, YouTube channel, which is the uh, the Bet Rivers Network. And obviously you can get all the access to all the, the soccer as well and all the other sports we do here on the on the channel. Uh, Sean, have a great, great, great weekend, mate. Um, relax now. Lagan's back at school tomorrow. You can chin out. You can you can have your feet up. You can watch a bit of tennis. You can you can, you'll be fine. And Got to look at all the stats for next week first. All the stats and, next, next week. and next week we're back on uh, Sunday. Maybe it could be Saturday with the time difference. But we could be, probably, probably be Saturday. Be Saturday. Yeah. yeah, probably Saturday. But we've got Adelaide two and Auckland as well next week on the ATP Tour as the countdown to the first major of 2023. The Australian Open starts. Um, 
Adelaide two. I keep saying it's like um, it's like it's like a Rocky film. Adelaide one, Adelaide two, <laughs> Adelaide four. We run by a Russian meeting an American in the final. That's what I think will happen there. Uh, Sean, as always, uh, a pleasure, mate, and uh, have Thank a great you. weekend. And let's cheer on Yannick Sinner. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for downloading, everyone, for uh, looking at the podcast and obviously watching us on the YouTube channel. Take care, everyone, and we'll speak to you next week. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.